here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have another fantastic show lined up for you tonight. Because the one and only Logan Hertz is in the house. Yep, he is sitting there backstage ready to come on. And before we bring him on, real quick, the Mind Body Business Show. It is a show that I had developed with you in mind. The business owner, the, the person looking to get ahead, working a job that's just looking for that next financial stimulus that's going to get you over the top. And to other entrepreneurs and business owners out there that are looking to grow their business. We have something for everybody looking to get ahead in their life. And that's what this show is about. And the Mind Body Business Show is truly about what I call the three pillars of success. They are the very namesake of this show. And those came about by way of my studying only successful people for a period of about a decade solid. And what I found was that with these very successful people, three things kept bubbling to the top over and over and over again. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And those three things were mind, which stands for mindset. And what does that mean? That means these, these very successful individuals had this in common. They had each of them had a very positive, very powerful, and most importantly, a very flexible mindset and body literally means that each of these individuals, took care of themselves and take care of themselves, those that are still with us. And they do so by way of, no kidding, exercise and good nutrition, both what they take in and what they exert out with the exercise. And then business. So that's the foundation right there, mind and body, getting those two in optimal uh, peak performance. And then business. Now, business is multi-multifaceted. And what these very successful people have done is they had mastered the various skill sets that are necessary to build a successful business and then to continue to scale and grow it. And these are skill sets like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. I could go on for quite some time. And the good news for everyone out there is that you won't have to master every single one of these because we have this magical thing called leveraging. So if you just concentrate on one, one skill set, master that one, Go on the path of mastering that one, and then you could start bringing in other people who have already mastered the other skill sets that you have yet to master. And in in reality, may never master just because of the sheer time it takes to master any one skill set can be in a, a very long time. And so if you were to master just one, and that would be the skill set of leadership, even if you don't have a team right now, start reading books on leadership. There are many about it that are fantastic. And then start leading yourself as if you were part of your very own organization. And you will start to see a difference and you will start establishing a culture. If you haven't already, maybe you have a team already, but maybe want to hone in those leadership skills. And once you've done that, you can then start pulling in people that you know will fit the pieces of the puzzle for your business to fill in the gaps of those other vital skill sets that you need to grow your business. So that way you don't have to do it all yourself. And that's that's one of the absolute secrets of success is not doing things all by yourself. And that's a, one of the great things about having someone like Logan Hertz on the show, because he is going to reveal to many of you something I can guarantee many of you have never heard of. I had not heard of it. And I have been in an industry similar to what Logan's going to be talking about tonight. And I can't wait for you to hear what it is. Even if you have heard of it before, please don't discount it and listen very intently because Logan is getting results for his clients. And that's all that matters. And he's doing it with integrity and character. So stay tuned. He's coming on very, very soon. And another phenomenal aspect, I would say, of these very successful people I've been talking about is that they're also, to a person, 
very avid readers of books. And so with that, very quickly, I want to segue into a short little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There you see it, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. And a real quick word of advice for those of you watching, maybe you're listening on podcast. I hope you're watching live. And if you're not, head on over to themindbodybusinessshow.com and just register. All we do is we give you a hotel discount card. They are phenomenal. I've used them myself simply for signing up to be alerted when we go live the next time. That way you don't miss a live episode because... On this very show, we give away a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort to one lucky person who is watching us live. You must be watching live for that. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal prize. Uh, you do not want to miss that going forward. So go ahead, head on over to themindbodybusinessshow.com and register to receive all we give you are notices of upcoming shows. Uh, we don't actually promote anything else other than just, hey, we got another show coming up. And so... The word of advice I wanted to give you is that as you're listening or watching this show, to this show, is to really focus. And instead of hearing a resource like reachyourpeaklibrary.com and going off and typing and clicking away and researching it while the show is actively going and you're listening to Mr. Hertz. And, oh my gosh, you could be taking your focus away from him the moment he's giving away that one golden nugget that could change your life literally forever. And I would just, I would not like for that to happen for you. So if you would do yourself a favor, this is not do me a favor. And that is take out some paper or a notepad or put it up on your computer that you type into. And then take note of these resources like reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Go ahead and practice. Write that down right now. And then after the show is over, then go and look at and analyze and dig in to the resources given. Because I'll, I'll guarantee you that uh, Mr. Logan Hertz is going to have some great uh, resources for you as well as we go through, because I've done this show for five years. Everyone always brings a lot of information, great value. So reachyourpeaklibrary.com is a site that I literally put together with you in mind. And one of the reasons was because of a basically kind of a failure of mine, and that is I had not read voraciously for most of my entire life until about the age of 47, which was about 12 years ago. And I had not really dove into the beautiful thing called reading when it comes to helping yourself to get yourself farther down the road in whatever area that might be. For me, it was entrepreneurship and business building. And what you see scrolling up on the page right now are books that I have, I have myself read and I vet them, meaning not every book I've ever read is now on this site. It's only those that had a profound impact on me, either personally or, or professionally, or even both, most of the time, both. And so those are there for your uh, viewing pleasure. And look, buy these books wherever you want to buy books. This is not here for us to make money. It's here to show you that these are books that you can go read, knowing that at least one other person was impacted by it, one other successful person. And that, that way you are making use of your time in a more efficient manner by giving yourself a leg up on potentially reading a good book versus not knowing if it's a good book or not. So you know that at least one person <laughs> vets these books that are on this page. So that is reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Go ahead and write that down. And speaking of writing things down, you're going to really want to get ready to get writer's cramp. And why do I say that? That is because it's time to bring on none other than Logan Hertz himself. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is the one. It is the only Logan Hertz. How are you doing, Logan? Hey, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and uh, share some insights with your listeners. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, and uh, my gosh, I can't wait because your insights are truly unique. At least they were from my vantage point, from my lens, because I had not heard really at all about this concept that you're about to share with everybody here, which I think can 
help a lot of people out. And that's why I'm so blessed to be able to bring people like you on, Logan, to share your brilliance and your your knowledge and your value with, with the world. So before we get rolling, would it be all right with you if I gave you a formal introduction? So people Please have do. an idea? All Please right. Do. Well, back when Logan first started earning money, he went to standard financial advisors and sources to try to figure out what to do with it. Who hasn't done that, right? But never received any satisfying answers. It all boiled down to do this, buy mutual funds and invest in 401ks. How many of you have heard this? And nobody could tell him why he should do such a thing. So he started searching and eventually stumbled on someone who said, replace your bank account with dividend paying whole life insurance. Ooh, that got my attention. At the time, he had no idea what whole life insurance was, but this started an extensive research process where he discovered the infinite banking concept, the process of becoming your own banker. Eventually, in the wake of COVID, he decided he believed in this alternative financial strategy so much that he needed to share it with others. And he started his business and has been helping people, average people, reclaim the banking function for themselves ever since you are in for quite a ride ladies and gentlemen again the one and only logan hurts and this is going to be one heck of a show so don't go anywhere anyone so logan to kick things off i like to dive deep into literally into your brain that big beautiful brain of yours when you get up in the morning you know being an entrepreneur being someone who has basically started his own business and knows all of the 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 speed bumps <laughs> that come your way every day, the challenges that we face, uh, because that's basically the definition of an entrepreneur is someone who solves problems, solves issues. And that's why uh, people come to us and, and exchange their money in return for us solving. So getting up every day, knowing that you have all of these hurdles, speed bumps, things that knock you back waiting for you, because you know it happens every single day. What is going on in your big, beautiful brain that keeps you motivated? keeps you driven that you're going to at all costs i'm going to keep forging ahead and serving others and helping others to get ahead in their financial lives what is that for you yeah well that's a great question i don't want to get too preachy and self-righteous because i hate it when other people do that but at the risk of being preachy and self-righteous <laughs> i just try to trust divine providence you know and if my business fails it fails you know um this isn't my only goal, right? Um, my, my business is, is great. It's being a business owner. I'd love to be successful, but at the end of the day, it's not up to me, right? Um, so you do have to kind of let go and realize the results are not up to you. Um, you just try to be consistent in doing what you're doing. And I think bringing it down to a more natural level, I think like everyone, every successful entrepreneur, which I would hesitate to call myself successful, uh, depends on who you compare me to, but, um, mm. but you have to believe in what you're doing. I, I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in the infinite banking concept. Um, to me, it's just a no brainer. Why would you not want to control the banking function in your life? Why would you not want to have control over your capital? Why would you want to give up control to a banking system that maybe doesn't have your best interests at heart? I mean, I know that's a shocker. That's a real shocker for people. But maybe the banks aren't trying to do what's right by you all the time. Maybe they have other motives. I don't know. Maybe. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe in this. That's really what it boils down to. And that's some of the most heartwarming feedback I get from my clients because I am the worst sales and marketing person you've ever met. I mean, there's nobody worse. I'm terrible, <laughs> awful. The one thing I do have going for me is that I am a true believer and you cannot fake that. You cannot fake that. So that's what, that's ultimately, I think what keeps me going. I'm a true believer. Mm, that's a massive component in successful sales, believe it or not. When you're a believer, you have confidence in what you're talking about. And that's what people feed off of. That's an inherent, massively powerful trait to have that you have. So I would not say that you're a horrible salesperson. You just don't know that you're a phenomenal one because you have that confidence. And I mean that I'm, I'm literally saying that is the reason you are 
getting the level of success you are getting right now is because your level of confidence is helping with that. Now, later down the road, do you want to maybe pull in some salespeople that are maybe more polished and trained in selling? Maybe, maybe. Let's see how it gets when it gets when you get to that point. But right now, that just flew off the screen when you said that. I said, there's the reason right there. You believe so 100% about what you do that it's going to help people, that the results are going to be there, that the confidence just exudes from your, it just comes out of your pores. That's what people just eat up and in a good way. They love this. It's like, oh, I can trust Logan. I know this guy is not feeding me something. So that's phenomenal, man. I mean, that's our show right there. We just gave every tip everyone needs to. <laughs> that was a great power. There you go. <laughs> you got the meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Okay. So I want to, I want to peel out or take, rip off the band-aid, so to speak. And, and this is a lot for me as well, more than yep. anybody probably. You, you've mentioned, and I read it in your bio, the infinite banking concept. I had not heard mm -hmm. of this before I met you. If you wouldn't mind, could you just, you know, kind of open up the curtains and, and reveal what sure, that really sure. means uh, in layman's terms so everyone can understand? Absolutely. So I'll just say that I'll give people resources. You're probably going to want to research this a little bit more. It's not something that can be explained in 10 seconds. But what we're doing is we're becoming our own bankers. OK, so we're reclaiming the banking function for ourselves. How do we do that? Well, we are replacing our bank account conceptually, now I'm talking conceptually, with a specially designed whole life insurance policy. And if you don't know how whole life insurance works, that's probably good because then you'll be able to see banking. Because I've learned that the gap in most people's knowledge is banking. Banking is a mystery to most people, right? They have a bank account, they have a debit card, they use a bank account, but they have no idea what the bank is doing with their money and why banking is such a profitable business. OK, so you are engaged in the banking function all day, every day. It's just you're letting somebody else profit from it. Mm. So I'm not telling people to change anything that you're doing. I'm not telling you to change your investing strategy. I'm not telling you to spend less or save more. I'm just telling you, as long as you're engaged in the banking function, which you are. Just be the one who profits from providing yourself with the banking function. So how do we do that? Well, Instead of making deposits, now again, I'm talking conceptually here, but instead of making deposits into a Wells Fargo bank account, you are going to pay premiums into your specially designed whole life insurance policy. Now, it's specially designed. It's not your average whole life insurance policy. You need to be working with an agent like me who understands this special strategy. Um, when you do that, you have cash value available to you in your policy. And cash value is exactly what it sounds like. It's basically cash that you can use. Your cash value earns interest and dividends tax-free as soon as you put money into your policy. And that earning continues compounded, uninterrupted, until the day you die. And it's contractually guaranteed. The interest is. The dividends are not guaranteed but the interest is. So your cash value will go up every year. The only question is how much. It doesn't matter what the market is doing, okay? We're not taking on market risk here. That's important to understand, okay? The real magic comes in when you want to spend your money, okay? If you put money into your standard bank account and you want to spend it, well, you got to withdraw it. And now how much money is left in your bank account? Well, less, right? Because you took money out and you spent it. And now that money's gone permanently. You spent the money and it's gone. With cash value and a whole life insurance policy, we're not going to withdraw the money. What we're going to do is we're going to borrow against the policy using what's called a policy loan. Why would we do that? Well, because no money left your policy. You're not spending any of your money. Your money is still safely earning for you inside your policy. You're spending the insurance company's money. Okay. Now, policy loan. Some people get scared when they hear the word loan. A policy loan is not a debt. There are no repayment terms on that loan whatsoever. Pay it back if, when, and how you please is totally up to you. This is what we mean when we say you become your own banker. What happened conceptually is you set up your own private bank, you capitalized it, and then your own private bank made a loan to you. 
And now you, as the banker, decide what the repayment terms are. And if you do repay that loan on terms that are advantageous to you, you're just recapitalizing your own bank. You can borrow right back out again, right? So what this allows you to do is to keep all of your money earning for you without market risk, tax-free, even the money that you spend. So what problem is the infinite banking concept solving? Well, here's the problem it's solving. Brian, when you spend money today, you don't get any of it back. It's gone. When you, when you spend money tomorrow, you're going to finance your purchases using your own private bank, which means you do get it back. Right? Because all of that money that you would have spent, you're still spending it, but it's still earning for you. And that's the mind-blowing idea that you could actually spend money, but still be earning on it. You can use the money that's in your policy, but it's still earning for you in the policy at the same time. <laughs> it is pretty mind-blowing, I must say. <laughs> yeah. And we can get, you know, I'm trying to stay conceptual because we can get yes. that deep into the mechanics of how it works. Everyone wants to jump ahead to how it works, but I think it's more important to nail the concept first, right? And then the mechanics become important, but secondary to what are we really doing? Because otherwise we get lost in whole life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why oftentimes people who understand or think they understand whole life insurance can't see the forest for the trees. They kind of miss it. And they're like, whole life insurance. Oh yeah, I know what that is. Okay, well, that's not what we're doing. We are reclaiming the banking function for ourselves. And by the way, whole life insurance is great. Like if you want to buy whole life insurance, it's great. I believe in the power of whole life insurance for sure. But this is a unique strategy that uses specially designed whole life insurance. Very, very cool and very intriguing. Um, so that took more than 10 seconds as I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is, I'll bet, oh, I'm going to guess, I'll, I'm going to ask you the question. How many people or have you ever heard of somebody say, well, Logan, this just sounds too good to be true? Yeah, I hear that a lot, and that's what I thought myself. When someone says that, I I respond very positively. I'm like, that's good. That shows you're listening. Because it does sound too good to be true, right? The idea that I can spend that money and get it back, right? The idea that I can earn on money that I'm spending sounds too good to be true, yeah. right? And I think part of the reason is because we've gotten so used to unsound banking, which is what the modern banking system is. It's not sound banking. We don't realize how good things can be when we actually have sound banking, right? Um, so, yeah, and it does take time to get past that. And there are absolutely drawbacks. There are absolutely costs associated with this. And I like what, what Hutch of Banking Truths, who's one of the guys I learned from, says. You know, When you get into it, you find out it's not too good to be true. It's too good to be free, right? There are absolutely costs associated with this which are totally worth it in the long run. Um, but that's where I'm trying to stay out of the weeds, getting into the mechanics of it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but the banks are doing this all day long, right? Uh, all we're doing is reclaiming the banking function for ourselves, right? And not only does it give us an enormous financial benefit, more importantly, this is something I think you realize over time, the element of control, having control over your capital, um, so even if this doesn't, even if this weren't profitable, right, which it is, but even if it weren't, there's still a great benefit to it that you now have much more control over your capital. Because most people don't realize when you make a deposit into a bank account, it's actually not a deposit. What you've actually done is you've made an unsecured loan to the bank. That money becomes the bank's money and they immediately turn around and loan it out to somebody else. And not only do they loan your money out, they can pyramid additional money on top of it, right? And loan that out, right? Whereas cash value and whole life insurance policy, the insurance companies thankfully do not have a license to counterfeit and they can't do that. <laughs> so you're, the money that's there, you actually have contractually guaranteed rights over it. So there's that element of control as well. Interesting. Why have more people, I mean, maybe this is more widespread than I ever thought, but I'm thinking, why have more people not heard of this strategy? 
What a great question. That's another great question. When someone asks that question, I'm like, that you're you're listening. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, why do most people not eat right and exercise? <laughs> I mean, the fact of the matter is most people, the sad fact I've learned is that most people don't want control over their capital because then they're going to have to take responsibility for it. And Ooh. they don't want that. Right. Ooh. They really don't want that. Um, also, not to get too conspiratorial, but it is the case that there are large financial institutions out there that don't profit from this particular strategy and would see less profit if more people were aware of and did this particular strategy. It might interest your viewers to know that really up until the 1960s, your average American household had whole life insurance and they viewed it as a bedrock savings vehicle. Now they were not probably, they were not doing the infinite banking concept probably. They were not probably using policy loans very much, um, but it was viewed as part of their financial structure. And that started to change with a lot of hefty marketing campaigns coupled with a bull market in the stock market at that time. and some other things. Um, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but it is a fact that there are large financial institutions out there that don't profit from this. And they have large marketing campaigns to try and drive people into mutual funds, 401ks, right? All the standard answers where the whole premise is, Brian, I want you to deliberately give up your control, control of your capital to somebody else, some financial institution, and just hope and pray that whatever assets they put you in go up in value. And that's it. That's the whole strategy, right? Yeah. And they and, go you know, may, maybe the market, which is not a market, when they say the market, they're talking about the S&P 500, which is an artificially created Wall Street metric, okay? When you go to your local, your local farmer's market, that's a market. People freely buying and selling goods, that's an actual market. So, you know, I never agreed with that particular strategy of just basically gambling with your money. And even if it is likely that the market is going to go up at a certain rate, and even if that is what has happened historically, I don't think it's worth the risk, especially not with your whole retirement savings, right? Yeah. That's not saving for retirement. That's speculating on what the S&P 500 might do, which it's okay to do that. I would just be careful with position sizing because you're not saving, you're speculating. And we have these, uh, you know, somewhat recent bank closures to be concerned about. You know, if mm -hmm. you happen to be, have your money in one of those banks, you're only as good as the guaranteed amount. Uh, even then, I wonder uh, if you will mm -hmm. get that. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the insured accounts, I forgot what the amount was, but it's a pretty common one. But um, so you could, you can only have a certain limit of your money stored in a bank. Anything beyond this limit, you would just lose, period. And so they right. say to diversify banks. I'm like, wow. So, <laughs> so I'm curious because the insurance industry also is quite a large industry. Are they no. are they um, shunned from disclosing this concept themselves? And you know what what's keeping them from spreading the word? It, what do you think? Yeah, great, great question. So first of all, um, the insurance companies. I say I'm the worst at sales and marketing next to the insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> um, think, think of the sort of person who runs an insurance company, right? These are the most boring, stodgy, risk-averse people, which is exactly what you want. Like that's where you want your safe money, right? That's what you want. That's why they can. So as an example, Penn Mutual, one of the carriers I worked with, they've paid a dividend every single year straight for over 170 straight years. Think about mm -hmm. that for a second. 170 straight these people don't take on risk okay so partly it's because they're not very good at marketing um certainly they are a large industry but they do what they do best which is to be an insurance company they are not so good at marketing that's that's not what they do now certainly the components are all there provided by the insurance companies okay but the people who are the best at providing the product are not necessarily the best at strategizing to make the best use of it or um, marketing it. Think about someone who's a great home builder is not necessarily a great real estate investor, right? They provide the asset that the real estate investor is going to use, but how the real estate investor uses it is totally up to him. 
whole life insurance is similar. Uh, the life insurance companies provide us with the brick and mortar to build these beautiful assets. But then that's where what I do comes in, where I design the policy specifically for the person and help them to make the best use of it. So, uh, yeah, but it's a great question. It's a great question. Man. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what a great analogy. That's a beautiful way of describing it. That made such total sense. I was like, it's it's like you've done this before or something, Logan. I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like using analogies. I think people respond well to analogies. It 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 does a great yes. It's a it's a powerful way of explaining things, you know, uh, through metaphor or analogies, and things like that. So that's a perfect segue. I'd like to find out more about you and your company specifically. It's Hazeltine, as we see on the screen. Uh, Hazeltine LLC, and you know what? What is your ideal client? What What are they? How old are they? Where do they hang out? Are they Are they employees of corporations? Are they entrepreneurs? That kind of thing. What is, I mean, it doesn't mean you're probably you'll probably not push away anybody, but your ideal right. client. Right. What would that be? What are you focusing on? What are the kind of people that you love helping the most? And if you have a success story or two, this is only a 20 part, part question. I hope you remember it all. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have a 20, if you have a success story uh, you'd like to share, we'd love to hear that as well. Would that be all right? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So uh, my ideal client is someone who wants to take control of their finances, right? So they don't want to outsource it to somebody else and they are financially disciplined, right? So they're saving money, they're not in toxic debt. They're not spending more than they earn. Um, they're stable um, and, the, and they're willing to do the work, right? So if I ask you to read as an example, if you want to write this down, Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash is a less than 100 page book that I would recommend everybody read. Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. It's not a requirement, um, but you're certainly going to help yourself the more you learn about this concept. So uh, I'm like a good fitness coach. I'm not here to do the work for you. I cannot do the work for you. I will help in many ways. I, I will help optimize your cash flow situation any way that I can. I do a really good job, I think, of putting people in the best possible financial situation even before we get to infinite banking. But you have to do the work. I can give you your private bank, but you have to be your own banker now. I'm not doing it for you. And if that doesn't excite you, if you're like, ah, I'd rather let somebody else handle it, then maybe you should go talk to your standard financial advisor, give him some money, and he will manage it for you. That is not what I do. Uh, in terms of success stories, um, I've had multiple. Uh, I have a client who uh, he got started uh, under the age of 30. My clients do tend to trend younger, but that's just because I think they're more open to an idea they haven't heard before. I have clients who are older too. Uh, it's really more about, are, again, are you receptive to an idea and are you willing to learn, right? Um, and he actually used his whole life policy to finance a number of investments that he was cash flow positive on, and he did very well with that. So what he's doing is he's making money not only in the investment, but he's also making money as the bank that financed the purchase of that investment. So think of it this way: if you're a real estate investor and you buy you and you buy a property, buy it with your own private bank. So you own the property and you own the mortgage. Right. So you're making money off of the, the property itself and you're making money off of the financing of that property. Uh, and he's been doing that for multiple years now uh, and he's done uh, quite well with it using uh, alternative investments. So uh, when you use your private bank, you're going to use it to finance whatever you were going to do anyway. Right. Um, investing, spending, savings, whatever. Interesting. Yeah, there's so that gosh, I don't even know where else to, to go. I have so many questions up in the air. But you did mention uh, pretty much in the beginning that, you know, the description of how this works, you were going to give a high level overview. And there is some research that needs to be done to fully comprehend, comprehend the, the whole thing. And to that end, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a big fan of of modeling success and just 
reaching out to the person who knows the best, the most about it to guide you down the right path to tell you where to go, get your information. And if that's okay with you, uh, Logan, I would just tell them if they're all intrigued about this concept as I am to just simply reach out to you and start that yes. conversation. Please do. I, my YouTube channel, which I think we can share all my links. Um, you can schedule time with me through my Calendly link. But if you go to my YouTube channel, I have a playlist on the infinite banking concept and there are some really good tutorial videos there. They're, they start at like less than two minutes. You can kind of just go through and, and get a conceptual idea and then they go into as, as much detail as you want, right? You can stay very uh, high level and just get the basic gist. Or if you're someone who wants to go real deep into it and look at numbers and things like that, there's some of that as well. Yep. So, um, that's that's really where I've tried to put my best content. Then I also mentioned Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. That's sort of the classic work on the subject. Nelson Nash is sort of the originator of the term. There's another book, too, called uh, What Would the Rockefellers Do by Garrett Gunderson. What Would the Rockefellers Do by Garrett Gunderson. After you've read the book by Nelson Nash, if you're intrigued and you want to learn more, which the more you learn, the more you read, the better you're going to be, you know, the more likely you are to be successful. I would read that book as well. You can see how you can read how the ultra rich have been using this strategy for many years. So, so I would also to answer further your earlier question, Brian, I would say the smart money is doing this and they have been doing this for many decades, right? Uh, the ultra rich, uh, the banks themselves and the corporations. Okay. There's something called Boley and Coley bank owned life insurance and corporate owned life insurance right hmm. the banks and large corporations are doing exactly this they take the money that they have and they flow it through whole life insurance policies for all the reasons that we mentioned uh, so that's another interesting read as well how did <laughs> how did life insurance become the vehicle for this because it, it just doesn't make sense that it became this, you know, two-part thing where it's you either get your policy upon death or you can use your cash during your life. Usually what I learned was you can't have both. I mean, the purpose of it really is for when you die to have something for those who are left after you to be able to have something to keep going with their life, take care of your burial, all that good stuff. But how, yep. do you know the history, like how they got involved and became part of this, this vehicle? Yeah, it is a very unique vehicle and there is a very unique history behind it. Um, the policy loan feature actually originated in the late 19th century. Wow. So keep in mind, this, this vehicle goes way back. So you want to talk about a safe, stable vehicle that has survived every economic crisis and paid dividends, like I said before. Since 1848, Penn Mutual has paid a dividend every year. Never missed, never missed a year. That, that's incredible when you think about that, okay? So we're talking about the safest, most stable companies and products out there. So there was a panic in the late 19th century and people wanted to surrender their life insurance policies and the insurance companies who were well capitalized and not panicking at all said, well, why don't we just let you, we don't want you to surrender your policies. We want to keep you as a customer. So here, what if we let you borrow against your policy? You need some money. We've got money. The banks may be failing, but we, the life insurance companies are doing just fine. Here, let, put up your policy as collateral and we'll give you a loan. That way you get the best of both worlds, right? And we won't require any repayment terms because we already owe you that death benefit. So we're not giving you anything we don't already owe you, right? We're just giving it to you in advance, right? And that started this whole beautiful system where you can borrow from your future dead self, as some people have said, <laughs> with no repayment terms, right? Wow. Um, and I would say, the life and the whole life insurance contract works the way people think a bank works, right? It really does. Meaning that the capital is actually there. Your cash value is actually there with your name on it. The insurance companies have the reserves to back it. And if I could do one more analogy, this is one that I think helps a lot of people because most of us are not familiar with banking. It's too abstract. We don't understand it. It's so counter to what we've been taught. Okay. But most people have the experience of owning a home and paying a mortgage. Okay. So think of it this way. Term life insurance is like renting life insurance. Whole life insurance is like owning life insurance. 
So let's say you take out a whole life insurance policy with a million dollar death benefit. Okay. You just bought a million dollar house. You have a million dollar asset. It's yours. You own it. You control it. Okay. Your equity in that house, though, is not going to be a million dollars. You just made your very first mortgage payment. Maybe your equity is $10,000. Okay. That equity in the policy we call cash value. Okay. Similar to your house, both the total value of the policy, that million dollar death benefit, and your equity in the policy, your cash value, go up over time. As you make premium payments into it, those payments get more efficient over time. Similar to your mortgage payment. It gets more efficient over time. Um, so your equity in the policy and the total value of the policy are going up and you collect rental income. Like if you're a real estate investor, that's the dividend. Mm. Okay. In the dividend, we reinvest, quote unquote, into the policy based on the way we design it. So we get this nice compounding growth inside the policy. It's all tax-free, no market risk. Uh, like the real estate investor, when the real estate investor has built up a bunch of equity in one of his properties and he wants to use the equity, uh, he's not going to sell the property. That would be dumb. Then he would lose all that future rental income. He'd lose all that future capital appreciation, and he might have a taxable gain. So instead, he's just going to borrow against his property. Now he can use the equity in that property. Meanwhile, he keeps collecting the rental income. The property keeps going up in value, right? Same thing here, except instead of using real estate, we're using a whole life insurance policy where that death benefit is the asset. And when we borrow against our policy, there are no repayment terms whatsoever. We're not taking on any debt because the collateral we're borrowing against is guaranteed. It, it's, it's mathematically impossible to default on that loan. Hmm. Wow. It's so getting another, clearer now. I can't it's another rabbit hole, but I think that analogy, I think helps people. I think that I analogy helps people because I've kind of moved, you know, as my business has evolved, I, I started by talking about banking and, and that is what we're doing, but you have to you know, meet people where they are. Right. Yeah. And it's just too, it's too abstract. Right. And it's not, it doesn't jibe with their experience because people don't understand how banking works and I don't blame them. Nobody teaches us this. They don't teach you about banking and, public schools. I mean, come on. Um, but most people have had the experience of owning a home, the benefits of home ownership and how a mortgage works. So when you use that analogy, then it starts to make sense to them. Because to your point, cash value and death benefit are not two different things, believe it or not. Mm. Right. It's not like somehow randomly you've got death benefit and then cash value just floating out there. Right. The reason why a whole lot. I'm sorry, you got me going on something I'm passionate about. So you stop going too deep. No. But, um, so the reason why a whole life insurance policy has cash value, where a term life insurance policy does not, is basic financial principle. A future payment has a present value. Okay. On your term life insurance policy, more than 98% of the time, that death benefit will not be paid. Right. And you hope it isn't paid. Right. The only way it gets paid if something bad happens, you die prematurely, which you don't want. OK, but a whole life insurance policy has no expiration date. Hmm. So that death benefit will be paid. Right. It's guaranteed. None of us are immortal. It's guaranteed. So that future payment has a present value. Hmm. That is the cash value. Cash value is the net present value of that future death benefit. And therefore, it grows based on an actuarial mathematical calculation. We're not praying and hoping that the S&P 500 goes up, right? The only question is, how much is it going to go up? And that depends partly on how we design it. Um, the interest rate is guaranteed, but then dividends are not, right? Uh, so they're, the only question is, how much is it going to go up every year, right? Interesting. So when you borrow, are you borrowing against the policy value or the cash value? Great question again. So technically, you're borrowing against the death benefit, just like when you borrow against your house. Technically, wow. you're borrowing against your house. Makes sense. But how much you can borrow is limited by the amount of cash value you have available. Just like when you borrow against your house, you're limited by how much equity you have in your house, right? So you know, technically you are borrowing against the death benefit, but when you take out a million dollar policy, you can't immediately borrow out a million dollars. That's not the way it works, right? You've got to build the equity in the policy first. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Man, that's got my wheels a turning and 
goodness sakes, I just looked at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a good sign. You, you've got me uh, completely immersed in this. And you and I had a chat about this some time ago. I, I just, I was dense. I just was not getting the whole thing, but I see why. <laughs> because it it's it took me years. It took me years. So well, <laughs> I'm slow. I'm much slower than you. <laughs> I knew enough about whole life to confuse the holy bejeebers out of me. That's the like you said. It's best if you don't know anything about it and, and just mm -hmm. listen to what you're saying and follow what's been going on since 1848. Right? That yeah. I don't know if that has this concept been around since 1848 or just so, no, no, actually. Uh, so Nelson Nash wrote the book in the 1980s. Uh, oh, wow. I would say it was always possible in theory, but in practice, um, I would say more and more became entered the popular imagination in the 1980s. There were probably some people maybe doing this, but um, not at scale, not at wow. scale. Also, there we've gotten more advanced techniques for designing whole life policies. So your standard whole life policy, okay. If you look at it in the first two years, you'll probably have zero cash value, zero. Not the way I design a policy, right? We, we have more ways of designing policies to accelerate that cash value growth um, and to optimize it for your specific banking needs. And that's one of the beauties of whole life. It's so flexible in how you design it. There is no one size fits all solution. And I can always customize policies for my customers, which is which is what's so great about it. again i love the real estate analogy it's like buying a custom built house we will design it for your specific needs your specific requirements so there's no one right way to design a policy gotcha wow i did i i honestly didn't know there were that many that there was that much flexibility in designing any policy i thought it was pretty regimented and it's going to be pick door number one number two or number three and that was it <laughs> yeah yeah we are, some people would like you to think that we are limited by the rules of actuarial math. That's really the only limitation. Uh, so, yeah, I can't give you a million dollars tomorrow. I wish I could. Uh, I can't. Yeah. And if you were able to, many people would wonder, how is that possible? All right. Look, got a freezing video. There you go. He's back. Um, so you you mentioned a couple books. So one was Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Mash. The other Correct. one was What Would the Rockefellers Do? What was the author name on that again? Garrett Gunderson. Garrett Gunderson. Garrett Gunderson. Yeah. And so this is something I like to bring up to the audience is when you hear of phenomenal resources like this, I mean, the minute we get off of this, this live that we're doing now, and the minute you stop watching or listening this show, what I recommend you do is go out and get those books immediately. Uh, this is what I love doing. And this is one of the greatest perks of being the host of this show. Logan is almost every single time uh, I get one or two book references. And if I haven't read it yet, I'm on audible or wherever trying to go grab it. I like audible. That's my first go-to is to listen to it while I'm driving. Cause then what else am I going to do? I mean, let's, let's get, you know, they call it, uh, what do they call it? College on wheels. Uh, but <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like yeah. university on it's wheels good. is another good one, but yeah, it's like, um, my recommendation to everybody is write those down. So again, it's becoming your own banker by Nelson mash. And what would the Rockefellers do? Garrett Gunderson. And then go get these books. As soon as this show is over. Uh, I mean, you can get them really inexpensively on uh, Kindle, audible, Amazon, uh, and there may be others that you're aware of, Logan, that are even more. I mean, books don't cost that much. Come on. And for the return you're going to get on the investment of that book, according to Logan, I'm convinced uh, he's very confident. He's 100 percent certain in what he does. And he's probably one of the greatest salespeople on earth that never knew he was. And that's what I love about this. And uh, truly, I, I'm telling you, man, you have that one that one component that so many people don't have because they don't have enough seat time in what they are representing yet to have that level of confidence in, in what they are offering or they, what, what they're offering flat out doesn't work for everybody and they just don't have as much success. So there could be a lot of reasons, but having that confidence in that, this is what people want, Logan, they want certainty. That is the magical term. Uh, you know, when it comes to buying, everyone buys on emotion 
certainty is a an emotion of confidence of yes i know with all certainty or pretty darn good well certainty that i'm going to get the results i want if i go to logan hertz and that's that's going to be your golden ticket and it's going to continue yep. to do that i want to also mention too one of the things that i do for my customers is what i call my cash flow optimization exercise so when you come in the door i i promise i can find you another 300 dollars a month in cash flow without changing what you're doing just by optimizing what you're already doing. So if you want another $300 a month in cash flow, I bet I can find a way. You, it won't hurt you to try. Um, I'm usually able to do that for my clients. Sometimes I'm able to find substantially more in cash flow just by unique creative strategies I know of for optimizing what you're already doing. Uh, and at least at present, I don't charge for that service. Um, I benefit from the credibility it gives me, right? So one of the ways I always like to tell people is, look, I'm going to give you real concrete, immediate results. It's not give me your money and then hypothetically five years down the road, let's see if maybe it worked out depending on what the market did. No, it's let me see your situation. Boom. By optimizing a few things, I just got you another $500 a month in cash flow. And that impacts your lifestyle today, Right. And so, you know, what, what, what the astute individual would do is make that first introduction with you, get that done, and then take that additional money and reinvest it in a whole life policy that you design custom for them. Yeah, yeah. And that's usually what happens because at that point, I've built credibility with that person. Exactly. Right? And they know, they know where that money should go. But of course, it's up to you if you want to just take the money and run. I'm not stopping you you know but um, i see here, here's the thing i'm a fan of giving back and if this is something you traditionally don't charge for i would say now logan thank you for that i have money i never had before because of your genius now how can i help you in return but as i'm helping you you're still helping me i mean it's like a never-ending win-win cycle so it's yeah. like it's a no-brainer for everyone out there i wanted to frame it for everybody out there to say I wouldn't just go in to say, hey, go get three dollars or $500. He said, yeah, you can do that, and he means it. But why would you when there is a better long-term play than just a quick kill of a few hundred dollars a month or more? And one way that everyone can help me is sharing my content. So if you got value from this, it's a huge help to me to just share my content with people and don't feel like you have to endorse me. Negative publicity is better than no publicity. You can just send it out say, hey, I saw this guy talking. What do you think, <laughs> right? um so that that's always a huge help to me for sure i doubt there will be any negative publicity i cannot see that coming so um and and for everyone out there don't be that person uh just you know if you have talked to him and you know personal firsthand that something didn't go right then you can say something and be honest about it but if you don't mm -hmm. know him yet if you haven't had a conversation with him please don't go spreading weird stuff just just be be good, be above board, uh, help each other out. He's helping a lot of people with this uh, previously to me unbeknownst uh, strategy that I think is genius and can help a lot of people. I'm just, uh, I love bringing on people like you, Logan, that are here to help others. It's not just all about you. And you, you just proven that by saying you have this one service you don't even charge for yet, which I'm in my head, entrepreneur head going, Bro, you're gonna be charging for that, but <laughs> it also, it also I probably is, will at some point. But it also is probably becoming a very effective lead magnet, meaning they come in, they get that free service, and then you have that follow-on discussion, and it, it can become an ultimate transactional sale with you in in the way of a, a whole life policy. I'm, I'm imagining that's where it ends, or it goes into. Let, let me. Let me throw one thing out there too. So one thing I recommend to everyone, and I've actually changed my process recently to incorporate this, is uh, take out a convertible term policy. So you need to protect your insurability. So don't think you can get a whole life policy anytime you want. You cannot. You cannot. There's this thing called underwriting. They're going to look at your health. They're going to look at your finances. And you have to qualify. Okay, and they're going to give you a rating and they're going to limit how much you can get based on your assets, your net worth, your income, that kind of a thing. So you need to secure your right, your privilege to take out a whole life policy by first taking out a convertible term policy, 
with the company that has a competitive whole life product, which narrows it down to a few, you know, with an agent like me who knows what he's doing. And what that does is it reserves your spot in line. Mm. So let's say you're 30 years old and you make 100000 a year. Your insurability, your human life value is $3 million, meaning they will not give you any more than $3 million of death benefit. That's it. That's your limit. So take out a convertible term policy for $3 million and do it yesterday. So now you've locked yourself in its term, so it's not expensive, right? It's fairly inexpensive, okay? But now you have the guaranteed right to convert that $3 million in whole or in part to whole life policies in the future, right? So you secure your future net worth, right? Because the insurance company is telling you, if you manage your affairs right, you should be worth $3 million when you retire 30 years from now. So why don't you secure that $3 million today on a guaranteed basis with convertible term? And then over time, hopefully you'll convert it to whole life so that over time it all becomes permanent. And then eventually it all becomes liquid in terms of cash value. And you didn't take on any market risk and you didn't pay any taxes and you were protected that whole time. So I'm a huge believer in convertible term. Even if you don't believe in the infinite banking concept, it locks in your insurability, right? So if at some point in time, while you have that convertible term in force, something happens to your health, mm. you can still convert it. You can still convert it. Okay. Do oh, not take your insurability for granted. Do not. Please yeah. don't do. Very, very cool. Oh my gosh, we're at the end. No way. All right. So we have a prize to give away that I mentioned in the beginning, and that is a five night stay at a five star luxury resort. Compliments of Reacher Peak. This is a prize you do want to enter to win. I'm telling you, uh, you can go to resorts in nearly every area of the world. You get to choose. Uh, and your vacation stay at that resort is taken care of financially. You just pay the resort fees and you pay travel to and from, but you do not pay for your stay there. I've got a friend who's done this several times and says, you're not treated any different than another customer that walked in and paid full amount for the whole thing. And they don't take you to the basement and strap you in a chair and water drip, torture you and sell you on a timeshare. None of that happens. No, he was like, wow, I can't believe this. I'm a, just a guest at the resort and they treated him like every other guest, like like he was a king. And so you wanna enter to win that. We're gonna pull that up on the screen here in just a moment. And then Logan, I like to end every show with a very profound question. And it's one that I found over the course of doing this show for now, gosh, we're on over five years now, that on occasion I would ask the question and then I started realizing these answers were just profound. I'm like, my goodness. So I began ending every show with the same question. And it's been really amazing. Uh, the answers have just, some of them have, uh, they're just all surprising in a good way, in a good way. And they are fantastic. I know yours will be no different. And uh, so before we get to that final closing out question, though, for everyone watching live, here's how you enter to win. Remember, write this down. Don't go do this this second. Write it down and then go visit the website and enter to win after we say good night. So here's that information. It is, you want to go to the website that is ryp.im forward slash vacation. ryp.im forward slash vacation, all lowercase. Write that down and then enter to win the second we go off the air. But until then, stick around because we have that amazing show-stopping ending question that you do not want to miss because of Mr. Logan Hertz. So, Logan, this question, there's two cool things about it. One is there's no such thing as a wrong answer. Okay. It doesn't exist. It's not a quiz. Okay. It's not a test. It's, okay. it's the exact opposite. The second part is... I'm still is, nervous. I'm still nervous. I'm somehow <laughs> going to get it wrong. I love it. <laughs> then I did my job well. Good. Built it up enough. <laughs> the so, anticipation uh, is killing me. <laughs> well, the cool thing is the only correct answer is yours because it will be unique to you. There's no way you can mess this up because again, there is, it's not a quiz. And if it takes you a microsecond or if it takes you 20 seconds to come up with the answer, it's still perfect because it's yours. And please know that I will be generating a compilation book by these answers of all my past guests. If you wanna be included, I would recommend more than a two sentence answer if you want any part in that book to be significant, if that okay. even is desirable for you. But it'll be the, okay. the title of the book will be the question itself and you'll know what it is here in a few seconds. So 
with all that buildup and the nerve wracking that's going on. Are you ready? I, I think so. I'm ready <laughs> I'm going to be. All right. Logan Hertz, how do you define success? Peace. Uh, yeah. I can answer that in one word, but, but ultimately it's peace. What gives you peace? Not excitement, not pleasure, not gratification, not money, not any of that. Uh, when you've achieved peace, then you've achieved success in the ultimate sense. I love it. That is amazing. And yeah, I didn't mean to pressure you by having to say more than one word. Um, that was fantastic because it was your answer. And here's the, this just blows my mind. But I got to tell you something, uh, Logan, and that is to date, I've been doing this. I don't know how long I've been doing this as the last question, but it's been several years. It's been a long time. To date, no two people have answered it the same way. Wow. How many people? A bunch. I mean, or yeah, several years. Yeah. Couple, yeah, a couple hundred at least, and so it's it blows my mind. I mean, there are not two that say, "Oh yeah, I." There are some that are similar. Yours mm -hmm. came right out of the shoot, being different when you said peace. I'm like, wow, this is. I love this. I love this question because you know, in the beginning, you were saying things like, "I know I'm not so sure if you would call me so successful as compared with other people." Well, that's the whole point. It's not comparing it against anybody. It's what is your definition of success. And mm -hmm. if that's your definition and if you're feeling at peace, you are very successful right now. Isn't that mm -hmm. cool? It's a very subjective concept. And a lot of people equate it with money initially, right off the bat when they're asked right. that question. Right. But you just said it's not money. You literally had those two words in it and not pleasure, not gratification. And see, that's why I love talking to people like you. I love to, I, I got, I just, I love what I get to do here and talk to people like you that are not just money centric, you're servant first centric, right? You have right. something that is going to help other people. You're a hundred percent confident that it does that. And because of that, you are the greatest salesperson on the earth that you never knew you were. And that's fantastic. And so <laughs> really building me up there. I got a lot to live up to now. No, please I just appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. Yes. Sure. I would say accept it and integrate it and say, you know what? And look at, I mean, I've, I've read a lot of books on sales and marketing stuff, Grant Cardone, lots of them. And there's that, that one common denominator is the confidence factor. It's like a dog that can sense fear. Humans can sense mm -hmm. lack of confidence if there's yeah. somebody trying to sell them. And the thing is you don't have to sell. You just have to say, don't change the thing you're doing and I'll show you a way to get in another three to 500 bucks. And then I'll also show you how to build a, plat a portfolio that you can borrow against your, I mean, come on, it's just unbelievable. It's awesome. You've come across something wonderful and I thank you for sharing it. If you can stay on just a little bit after we call it a night, I'd appreciate that. Um, but the best way to contact you is go to my Calendly link, calendly.com slash trad finance, calendly.com slash trad finance. Is that T R A D? Yes. Trad is in traditional trad. Got finance. it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. And in lieu of that, he also is that same calendar link available on your website? It is. Yep. And uh, my YouTube as well. Yep. You can see right there in the middle of the page. Uh, I am my YouTube channel. Yep. YouTube.com uh, slash at Hazeltine LLC. That's where I, I put up content pretty regularly. And I flatter myself that that's that's actually what I'm good at. It's content creation. Hey, there you go. More confidence. See, see. You're better than you thought you were. You're, you're phenomenal. You are phenomenal. And so I'm going to put it back to that go side. And I'm going to bring up that website and say it verbally for those listening on podcasts. It's Hazeltine LLC or Hazeltine LLC.com. And that's H-A-Z-E-L-T-I-N-E-L-L-C.com. And that's where you can go. And he has a button on there where you can schedule a time to talk with him. And uh, that will go to that calendar link and you can have that chat with them and say, hey, I want to learn how to make 300 or more a month without change or not without changing a thing, but probably without changing their current habits. You're just rearranging things. I don't know. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's optimization. I like that big consulting type word. Yeah. That's a good word. All right, brother. With that, 
We are going to call this a show. We'll call it a wrap on behalf of the amazing Logan Hertz. I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. Until we meet again next time, please, everyone, do at least two things. Number one, go out and crush it in your business if you have one and serve more people. And number two, above all else, please, everyone, be blessed. That's it for us tonight. Take care. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.